Can't bullshit a bullshitter. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Truth About My Unbelievable Summer, dot dot dot, by Divide Callie and Benjamin Chad. Published by Chronicle Books. The truth about my unbelievable summer, dot dot dot, is far from the truth. A boy returns to school from his summer vacation to tell his teacher a tall tale about his adventures. Does his teacher believe all his exaggerations? Well, pack your backpack. Unfortunately, we're heading back to school. We begin on a teacher asking a young boy, presumably her student, about what he did over his summer break. I say he's young, but it looks like this kid's got sideburns. So who knows, maybe it's a little man who decided to go back and finally get his elementary school education. I'll just assume he's a boy though, and go with that. Well, he already makes his first mistake when stretching the truth. He tells his teacher that she might not believe him. That right there tells you everything he's about to say is a lie. He's admitting it's all absurd. Like a government official saying, You might not believe me, but 87,000 new IRS agents is a good thing. Good for who? Nobody's buying that. Now, if they sell it with lies you can believe, like, We're providing 87,000 new jobs to the American people that are gonna try to fuck you out of your money. Now that, right there, anyone can believe. This kid apparently found a bottle that someone forgot to recycle, and it just so happens that the bottle has a treasure map in it. That's not all it had in it. Might wanna wash your hands and fast. A bird called a magpie swoops in, steals the map from him, and flies off. Well, that should be the end of that. That's why you need to recycle. That bird's going to be full of microplastics now. But I guess it serves it right. Stealing, stealing. In case you're wondering, I did my research. A magpie is like a crow that's native to Australia. So there's a little context as to where this story takes place. Of course the boy gives chase, and he follows the bird onto a pirate ship. And there's mistake number two in the story. Does anyone really believe he pulled a Captain Phillips with Somalian pirates? If you're going to be outlandish, be vague. Just leave it at boat. Then whoever's listening isn't like, Pirate ship? What is this? The 1800s? They're more like, Oh, I wonder whose boat he was on. It only gets worse from there, though. He claims he nearly gets eaten by a giant squid and ends up in a submarine. Quote, When the submarine finally surfaced, We had traveled back in time. How did that happen? I didn't. Actually, it was just some people making a movie. End quote. Hopefully it wasn't the set of Rust. Too soon? Well, this teacher nearly had him in his lies. She's up in here like, You can't bullshit a bullshitter. I'll give him credit though. That was a nice save. Instead of trying to justify it, He walks it back to something a tad more believable. In the picture, 
we see the boy popping open the hatch under a bridge. And quite literally, shit is being dumped on his head. Maybe he did travel back in time. And it's the Dave Matthews Band dumping shit out of their tour buses again in Chicago. Just don't look up with your mouth open. Obviously, a lot of this doesn't add up. Somehow, one of the actresses on set knew exactly where his map was. And this allows him to continue his treasure hunt. That might be the most unbelievable thing so far. How the hell did she know where his treasure map was? There's more holes in this story than the book Holes. Shia LaBeouf would be impressed. The boy snaps this back to reality when he explains that he got chased by mummies in Egypt and then his inventor uncle picks him up in a prototype spaceship that shoots them to outer space. And then his uncle had finally had enough of him. Quote, My uncle dropped me off on a deserted island where the magpie stole my map again. End quote. Gotta keep your head on a swivel. That's on you, big guy. Foo me once, shame on me. Foo me twice, not gonna foo me again. But what strikes me about this situation is what did he have to do for his uncle to strand him on some deserted island to die? Or at least pull a cast away? This kid must be trouble. Did he point out flaws in his uncle's invention? Did he try to kill his uncle? Or worse, did he forget to put a Ukrainian flag in his Twitter account? Well, I guess we'll never know. The chase continues all over the world and leads the boy back to the beach where he found the map. And what do you know? The X was right there the whole time. Seems like a whole hell of a lot of unnecessary shit for an X that was right next to your beach towel. He needed a map for that? Seriously? What was in the treasure chest, you ask? It was a pair of goggles and snorkels for his dog and him. You mean he nearly lost his life several times for that? If I was him, I would stay indoors for a while after this. Wait, what? The story ends on a bombshell. At the beginning of the summer, his teacher was hiding behind a boulder at the beach and set him up with the phony treasure map in a bottle bit. At this point, this teacher can only be thinking of one of two things. She either hated this kid just as much as the uncle and was most likely working with the uncle in a conspiracy to kill the kid without a trace and was thinking, Shit, you mean it didn't work? I've got to go in hiding. Or she was standing there listening to the story like, What the hell? How the hell did you miss the X? I wanted to give you something to do for 15 minutes, but I didn't know it would almost end your life. Remind me never to do this again. Talk about a backfire. The lesson here is twofold. One, imagination is one hell of a time waster. Not only did this kid have fun wasting his time over the summer on his made-up adventures, but he also wasted our time telling us this awful tale that was devoid of reality. The other lesson is, if you're going to lie, make sure it's rock solid. Make sure it's believable and you can back it up. How do you do this? Make it simple and stick to only a few generic points in your story. That should make it easier to keep your facts straight. Divide and Benjamin wrote an interesting back-to-school novel, and the timing of this review couldn't be better. That's not a compliment to them, 
It's more to myself. I'll give them credit, though, for the clever twist on the end there. I did not see that one coming. This was also quite a fantastical read. But it was all over the place and got too repetitive at times. This kid's imagination took us on one hell of an adventure. As for the illustrations, they were exciting and amped up the action at every turn in the story. For some who are going back to school, they will look to this book as a reminder of times past when they were free outside the walls of the classroom. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.9. I'll have a taste, push it around, and go back for several more bites. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.